Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. I'm here with Rhonda and we are ready to dive into another conversation today. Okay. Do you know what I did today, Rhonda? Tell me. I it's it's weird. It's actually so so weird. I dropped my youngest daughter off at high school for the very last time. So, literally four kids, 23 years of drop-offs. Oh my goodness. I'm done. Laura. You're done. I'm done. She's graduated grade 12 <sighs> and that was the last time I will drop her off at high school. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I, that saying is so true. The days are long, but the years are short. It's yeah. so like here you are and your youngest is done high school, ready to all be pretty much. You've got three now. Yeah. In post-secondary In one university. done. Yeah, <laughs> oh I know. I Well, that's that's also crazy, but, <laughs> but, it is crazy. but it's really interesting <gasps> and it's really significant because it actually is another transition year for us. And it's so interesting when you go through the different transitions, both in life, but in parenting and in all these things. And some of the years are more major than others. Some of them, you just kind of go to the next one, right? And it's not that major for anybody, but so many of the years have these very significant transitions that really change the dynamic of the family. They change the, like the routine and all of that. And I feel like that's happening. And so, you know, just the way that it's worked out with our schedules and our kids' schedules, like we've mostly dropped our kids off at school pretty much for all of their time because we work at the similar time that their school starts. So we get ready for work, we drop them off at school, we go to work and it's just been the routine. Now, our kids have always been on the early schedule and so um, we've always come to work a little bit early. We've usually been the first ones here. Well, we don't actually have to be the first ones at work anymore. Like we can change our whole morning routine if we want, because as of, you know, this past wow, June, 2023, Lord. we don't have to do that anymore. So I'm like, wow. what? I feel like the sky's the limit. What am I going to do with all this time? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it might be interesting today to talk a little bit about transitions and transition seasons. You know, we find ourselves both in big and small transitions over many different seasons of our lives. Transitions like moving houses, moving cities, changing jobs, transitions like this, your kids graduate, your kids get their driver's license, you know, transitions that change your family life, that change your routines, that change your, you know, these are our major, major things. And so I think it'd be great to just chat a little bit about it. How are you in transitions? How do we walk through transitions well? What are some of the things we need to keep in mind? So yeah, that's what I think I think we should dig into today. I think that would be great. And I think when you're in a transition, what I have experienced even as of late is you don't always recognize because so much is happening in the physical transition. The emotional side is for me, some people it's the first thing that they feel it's usually like uh, the last thing I feel is the emotion. Okay. And so I think I've recognized in transition, no matter what it is, I do have actual strong emotions in transitions Interesting. that manifest themselves. We were joking because often we'll say, I'm not that emotional. And then even as we're preparing for the podcast, <laughs> you're like, you got to stop saying that. As you're growing older, you're crying more and getting a bit more emotional. I know, I Rhonda. <laughs> I know. She, she still, she, you still identify yourself as the not, not really an emotional person, but you know what? Like you... You're tender, you're very yeah. tender hearted and easily given over to tears and easily yeah. and it and not in a bad way at all. Like just no. in a beautiful, like you can see that over time, like you've embraced 
yeah. that side of you know yeah. that probably was always in there that's but that it. side's a little closer to the surface which i think is so beautiful it is i, I know and it's, it's so a beautiful, beautiful thing being emotional i think emotionally healthy <laughs> spirituality has made me even more like oh that's beautiful <laughs> but it is something i've recognized that when there is a change whether my children are transitioning whether it's a home, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you get excited about it or you're looking and there's so much doing in the transition. True. Right? Like it's usually around a busy Decision time. Decision making, like yeah. all these changes, yeah. like what am I going to do? So yeah, you have to take time. I've recognized that I actually have to take time. How do I feel in this transition? Because I'm actually feeling emotions, but sometimes all the doing in the past has taken up and then the emotions hit me later. Mm. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this has changed or I'm sad about something or I regret something or mm. I feel like we made a wrong decision or I'm like, where did time go? And you have a little bit of mourning, like my kids are now this age, where did all those years go? So I think I've recognized that in transition, I have to kind of stop and say, how am I actually feeling? What am I processing? What's hard for me in this or what's exciting for me? Good emotions too. It's not always sad, but sometimes it's a letting go of a season to embrace a new. And I've recognized that I actually, especially with my kids, I do find it hard watching them grow up sometimes. I do find that that whole season of my life, I've actually so loved and it's been so fulfilling that to watch them grow, I never want to hold them back. I have to stop and say, oh my goodness, like I, I'm, I emotionally am letting go of a way of mothering, a way of memories being built around a family unit that now our family unit's going to be different. It's not, it's not gone, but it's different. And so I just want to encourage anyone listening, someone's in the doing, don't wait till after, just carve out a little bit of moments to just sit and say, how am I actually feeling about this transition? What are the, what are the very like places I maybe have to work through? And what are the exciting things? They're both and happening at the same time. Like how amazing. Like when you think about your daughter graduating, your youngest one, letting go of a season of like, what has this been? Reminiscing, taking time. I don't think we actually do a lot of remembering and reflecting. And I, this has kind of maybe hit me in this recent season, because even as a staff, we've been taking a lot of time to look back through the past year as we're ministry planning for the next But because of COVID, because of all the things that happened, we weren't able to do that for many years because we were really in like survival mode. Like, how are we just getting through this? We can't even really goal plan because we don't know what's going to lock down, start up. How are we going to navigate our church through to stay open, stay connected? And then this was probably the first year we came in with the ability to ministry plan. And here we are at the end of a ministry plan, planning for a next year, but looking back and saying, what happened this year? What can we celebrate? What was a challenge? What were some of those growth areas that we just have to acknowledge? We're really like, we're tired. That was something that came up with stuff like, we're actually tired. Like we didn't stop through COVID. And then we went into a massive building season. It was amazing. But boy, I am tired and I'm probably a bit more teary, a bit more like emotional about things because I'm tired. So I'm ready for rest. But oh my goodness, look what God did. Look at where we're at and look at that. We get the privilege of now building, not starting, but really building to the next season. So I think that was a real learning experience for me this year to say, do I, how often do I look back in a transition or in a goal setting setting time to say, where have I been? What has happened? Don't wait till you're on the other side. Do it now. So I think 
That's what I'm experiencing right now. And summer is a beautiful time to do that because there is a bit of a natural stop to some of the routines because of school, because of holidays, to be able to take some reflection time. So transition time, even season transition time is a beautiful time to reflect. So I just went on a little bit of a tangent here, but no, that's really I feel like good. it all kind of moves point, together. I think that's point number one. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're navigating a transition, don't get, don't only get caught up in all of the decisions and all of the details and all of, you know, the things you have to consider and all the research you're doing and all that for the change that's about to come, but actually take time to really get in touch with how you're feeling about what is about to happen. Like that's a mm-hmm. very important, I, I think it's an important process and I think it's very scriptural. Right. How many times do the scriptures tell us? Remember, remember, Mm. remember, go back. Remember what I've done. Remember that I am with you. Remember Mm. and go back and look and thank God and and rest in that and sit in that and Mm -hmm. embrace the emotions, Mm -hmm. both bad and good. Embrace the, you know, actually, no, I'm going to correct myself. There are apparently <laughs> my therapist told me there are no bad emotions That's it. <laughs> but the emotions that you're struggling with like go back and let yourself feel them and and process those things don't just push through and get to the other side of like and think that it's all going to go it doesn't it shows up at some point it's going to show up mm-hmm. at some point and sometimes when it shows up way 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 down the road we don't recognize that it ha- was attached to a season way before that we never processed, right? We just shows up and we're like, wow, where is this anxiety coming from? Where is this anxious? Where is this, you know, where, where are these feelings come? Where are these emotions coming from? They, they're connected to something mm. way back in the past that we didn't deal with. So I love that. I think that's fantastic advice. Okay. So question for you, what would you say, like, how do you deal with transition? And I'll give you a second to think about it. Because even as you were talking and, you know, as I'm thinking about even the transition that I shared, like, you know, I'm all four of my kids are done high school are done. Well, all of their, you know, all of their schooling, their immediate schooling that keeps us locked in that school routine. And I started to think like, oh my goodness, like we haven't even really hit the hard transitions, <laughs> like, like our kids moving out, right? Like we're like, we have adult children. You, yours, yours are a tiny bit younger than mine, but not that much. We're pretty close to the same age. You know, we've got adult children in the home still, and it's a different time now. Like it's kids aren't as easily able to move out. Um, like I definitely have one that's trying to make plans to move out. You know, they, my oldest needs to move in that direction, but it's very difficult. The housing market is absolutely horrible for, you know, trying to buy a house or trying to. So anyways, all of these things are just realities. But I I feel like a little bit, we haven't even been through the hard stuff. Like, man, one of my kids moving out, I'll be like, oh, (laughs) like this is what I'm like, yes, thank God. Like, this is so good. And But that one, I'll be like, oh my gosh, like they're going to move out and probably never going to live with me ever again or getting married or like, these are like, you're happy, but you're also, yeah, that's, majorly changing your life, like your daily life, your home life, your everything, right? Now, even as I had this thought process though, I don't want to diminish because I feel like every transition we go through, whether we want to say it's on a a scale of a 10 or it's at a two, they're all still transition and they're all still changes. And I don't think we need to diminish one in order to elevate another. They all 
And I think we are attached differently to all of them in -hmm. different ways. And I can't say for you, what's a major transition for you. You might say, oh, a major transition for me is moving houses. And I might say, oh, that's no big deal for me or vice versa. You might say, oh, that's no big deal for me. I, you know, I've moved three times. It's not a problem. And I may say, oh, I'm so attached to that. That's major. So we can't really, I don't think the measure really matters if it's like a big transition or not. Every transition is practice Mm -hmm. for us for how to do transitions well. So how do you navigate transitions? How do you feel like you are in transitions? Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, I feel like this is what I've learned and I'm still, I think we just navigate. Each transition has its own. Yeah. Like I love how you said that. It probably surprises us sometimes. Like you're like, oh, I thought I could do this like really easily. Yeah, I don't think we can, we can like nail every transition, right? But you're right. They surprise you. Yeah. I would say in the past, transitions to me, I would say would have been easy. Okay. Because I would just busy my mind and myself with doing, okay. but then it would show up in other ways down the road. So you like it. So yes. initially you like the idea of a change, Loved transition, it. embrace it. Exciting. Okay. Loved how busy, whether okay. it was a move, okay. job, whatever it may Changing be. Changing job, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Exciting. Okay. It's like okay. an adventure. Okay. But then in, once I'm settled in the transition yeah. and all the dust settles, I didn't really like unpacking those boxes of what that other season was or did we, did I have doubts or was I yeah. missing something? Or, or what did this change affect? How did this affect and yeah. all the changes? That was harder for me. But the in it itself, I never recognized it. So I think I've learned that I need to actually be, take time to reflect, like, how am I actually feeling mm, about this? Okay. Pro and con, like, not like bad, good emotion, but what are some growth areas that are going to be harder? Yeah. yeah. And what are good? And I've recognized, even in this, Laura, as we're saying transitions, there are natural seasons too, I think, where transitions surprise us. But I find summer as a really good time where transitions have happened in my life. I look back at the rhythms of transition. I would say summer it's happened, whether it's been a move or kids or stuff like that. I also find September. We always hit another transition when everything kind of restarts a new family schedule, a new family reality of rhythms. Like you'll experience that, right? When we all start back up and now you've got for all your people, a different different stages everything happening up you go from summer schedule to now school schedule whatever it may be and I find January January is another transition time where I'm like God what does this year look like I feel like what do you have spiritually I feel like there's like a spiritual transition that usually happens for me in January so I'm not saying that's like the rule but I would say most things I watch if I was to look back happen in these really interesting rhythms Um, And then things pop up in between. So I think definitely I never handled the emotional side before I would see, but now I've recognizing both and are happening. Exciting change. I love the doing part. I get excited, but also trying to be much more aware of how I'm handling those emotions. And some of them might be very limit, like little, like, Oh, no big deal. Okay. Like, yeah, I remember when my oldest went to university for the first time a couple of years ago, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, we don't have family dinners together every night. Oh, she's not coming home. There is like, we're just the three of us for family. And it seems small, but all of a sudden it was like, we had us as a unit for so long that that was a change. Or when Jay went into business and was out four nights a week. And I was all of a sudden like, oh, I'm in charge of all the driving for sports because Jay's in transition with a job and he's building a business. He's not home. So we've had different things that the unit 
has it, but I didn't recognize it till later that I was actually sad and or stressed out or felt like, wow, I'm stretched beyond. So if I were to say that is something I have learned and have not mastered, but have learned. So I think the reflection time for me is really important to build that in and to talk about it, to actually verbalize, especially with Jay, this is how I'm feeling about this. And to ask each other questions that are not just like on the surface level, but on the emotional level, how is this affecting you? you know, different ways. And I think it's really good. It's really healthy. How about you, Laurie, when you're thinking about, even as I'm talking, what's kind of coming to mind for you? I think that when I think about different transitions that I've been through, like my, my personality is hyper-focused on the future. So I, I love them too. Initially, like I'm like all over the idea of just something new, something different, something new kind of thrown into. And, um, you know, my, my girls often say, uh, like they, they use this expression all the time, like my toxic trait is, you know, and then they'll say something like something <laughs> oh funny goodness. about their. So, yeah. So I think my toxic trait is that. So what happens when I get into this hyper fixation on the future is that I start making plans. And like if you look at my again, I joke all the time. If you look at my notes app, like, I mean, right now I have 273 notes in my notes app. Just like it's ridiculous. Like it's not like it's not normal. If you have more than 273. 73 notes in your notes app. Could you please text me? Cause it'll make me feel better. <laughs> could you message me or text me? a special me? group for you. I love yeah, yeah. If you could I be like, help. you'd be like, I have 450. I'll be like, Oh, thank God. There's people that are like worse than me. I am Lori and I am, <laughs> yeah, totally. I have I but am like, I just like, so it's notes. like, so then it's so transitions will happen. So then I go into like mass planning mode and I'm like, I've got lists and notes for everything I'm planning for. Like, so even like already <laughs> funny enough, you know, my morning routine has the potential to change. So I've got plans. Like I have plans <laughs> already. And do I ever do them? Hardly ever. <laughs> so that's but my you toxic. you like planning. That's my toxic trait. It's <gasps> so bad. So I'll have plan after plan after plan of what I'm going to do with this new time or I'm going to do with this new change or I'm, you know, moving here. I'm going to decorate this room or I'm going to like whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. Big or small. I just love the potential of change. Jay and I decided that this would just be a perfect example. Jay and I decided that um, over the summer, we want to go on hikes once a week. We want to just take a hike day and go on hikes. And so we want to explore different parts of the city and just walk places we've never been. So I love this. This is like, this is my jam. So of course I do all the research. I've got like probably like 30 hikes that you can do within like an hour two hour radius of where we live and we're just going to check them off one at a time now how many will we do well i'll let you know at the end of the summer <laughs> we've done two so we're we're on our way but maybe three actually okay two i think three. this i think this is really <laughs> awesome okay so i am now putting this out whatever date we're okay we are gonna we're gonna put out a few things we're gonna do this summer and then i think we need to circle back and actually it's say totally what, what we, we did, did. Okay, so listeners, you can hold us to this. We're going to put a podcast out of <laughs> our awesome summer plans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And yeah, we're going to yeah. come back in September and say, okay, oh. you remember those awesome summer plans? <laughs> Let's just, and maybe that will be the fire undress lore. Or it right, might be a right. hilarious podcast oh. to be like, okay, once, here's my yeah, note. Yeah, <laughs> Lori, here's totally. your 256 yes. note. 
<laughs> totally. Oh. Of us explaining what we've done or oh. not done. I think this is funny. I think we should actually pin that idea. Yes. No, I love okay. that. I okay, love that. Okay. So yeah. So so that would be that would be sort of my toxic trait that I just okay. love, love, love just coming up with a plan. But do I ever actually do the plan? Rarely. Very rarely. <laughs> so so again, so I guess part of what I'm learning about myself and in transition is that I can get really, really, really excited about something new but the follow through of like really maximizing that shift or that change is not always there for me so I think that's you know a little bit of a lesson for me to be aware of and and, and to figure out okay how do I move forward from that and again I know that I'm not going to go from like being a person that does this to being a person that you know follows through on every plan I make but I can take steps to move in that direction just systematically and um and and hopefully make some progress but yeah but I loved like I really really loved what you said about you know in a transition like really slowing down and taking time to think about the changes and think about how they affect like not just my plans the external but what's happening on the inside like what's what's actually happening in this and I think I probably don't take enough time to really sit and engage that I'm getting better at um, going backwards looking backwards and celebrating things that have happened that I want to be grateful for that I want to recognize that I want to just not like like leave in the dust of my future plans I want to kind of sit in that and really appreciate it and really recognize it and also acknowledge what um, didn't happen or what I'm disappointed about acknowledge those things like that's really important for me to be disciplined around and I'm getting better at sitting in that space and doing that but um, I definitely can get very very hyper focused on the future and transitions help me <laughs> help me with that okay so let's talk about transitions like when you enter into, you know, a shift or a change is coming, like whether, and it can be anything, like it, it, it can be around anything. So, you know, something's coming, maybe a job is coming to an end, a contract, maybe, uh, you know, there's a shift you, you do need to move, or maybe uh, a parent's going to move into in with you, or maybe like just something's happening in your family life that's going to shift, but you don't actually know you don't have the, like, you don't know what's going to happen after. Like you're kind of in the, you're in a transition, but you don't have the other side of the equation. You know, you, you want to sell your house, but you don't, you haven't found the house you want, you know, or you're kind of in the tension of the transition season. How do you think we navigate that? How do you think we should respond to that? What do we do when we're in that situation? Because we do, we do find ourselves in those places. What do we do in the midst of transition when we're not on the other side of whatever that change is going to look like? Mm. I think that's a really good question. The tension, right? Yeah, the tension of that. And like, honestly, <laughs> you need, you probably need some counseling or some coaching. Yeah, really, yeah. like, don't be afraid of that. Like when you're yeah. in the transition, sometimes we just try to do it on our own or we figure, oh, I'll just figure it out. There are actual people that can help you even form what that looks like how to articulate what you're looking for how what to process how, how to process discovery in it but even a place to kind of just be able to talk it out 
I, I, that's the first thing. Now, we have Jesus, and I want to say, so that's really important. That's an emotional side I think is really healthy. And then I think spiritually, there's an incredible space there of dependency on God and trust. And I think that's where God just stretches us in those moments. And I love that we've said in just a couple of minutes ago, like it's not diminishing one trust journey from another. It's a trust journey. And those are moments of real trust of looking back and I think reflection. So it is, a, first off, don't be afraid to get some counseling and some extra skills to get through those things because they are scary. And sometimes we just don't even know the framework around how to navigate it. And there's some real practical tips and tools that someone can give you as a coach or a counselor to help you work through emotionally, practically, whatever it may be. Secondly, I think the spiritual side is, that's the most important, the spiritual side is Christians. We pray, we acknowledge things, we surrender to God, we allow him to speak into those spaces, the word of God to speak there, but also those moments of reflection, of listening to God, but reflecting on his faithfulness. And I, I love that you've also said that, remember. I just read that this morning. It said, remember Jesus, his sacrifice. Remember Jesus, remember God is with you. He's been faithful and he will continue to be. And so when we stop and we think about that, it anchors us. And you may have to moment by moment have a scripture, have something that you hold on to when anxiety rises or insecurities rise or a prayer partner, someone that can agree with you. I think those places of getting skills and help to help the mind. So that's part of that, that counseling the mind and the emotions to be able to walk that through the spiritual part of reflecting of prayer of the disciplines that help us to stay anchored, staying in community, confiding in someone. And I think that extra piece of reflection of writing down like those gratitude lists, how has God been faithful that when you're in a season of waiting, that you're remembering what God has done. So you're like, if God's done that, He's definitely going to get me to the other side. I don't know what it is, and I, I'm really nervous about it. But if I keep remembering that God's been faithful, it really does help. Do you still feel all the feels? Yes. That doesn't mean you're less spiritual or don't have faith. But these are some anchoring areas that will just help navigate through the uncertain territory and terrain that you're walking through. Yeah. Oh, that's really, really good, Rhonda. That's really good. Because the reality is that if you don't know what to do next, mm. that is a perfect environment for God to show up, mm. to give you direction. Like he wants to, he wants to help us in that space. And waiting sometimes is part of the building the trust journey. Like it's a beautiful part of building the trust journey. But sometimes we have to, again, sort of re reset our mindset and our perspective on, okay, God, what do you want to do in this season of waiting? Because we can get really disillusioned. We can get really frustrated really frustrated in the unknowns. I don't know what to do. I don't know what is the right decision to make. And sometimes we get like literally paralyzed because we're afraid to make the wrong decision. This happens over and over and over again in our lives. Like if you find yourself in that place right now, like you're just thinking about this decision you have to make, you're in the midst of a transition, you don't know what the right thing is to do. You can lean right into God with all of that and just go on a trust journey with him. Let him reveal what it is that you're supposed to do. More often, I feel like God, you know, definitely sometimes God will tell you very specifically what you're supposed to do. He'll be like, you, you'll just get a very deep spiritual knowing like I'm supposed to, this is a yes or this is a no. Like you, you will sense it. You will, 
find it in scripture. Someone will confirm it through a word. Sometimes it happens like that, but more often than not, more often than not, what happens is there's a peace in the waiting. There's a supernatural strengthening that comes in the waiting. And I don't, I, I don't know if you agree with this, Rhonda, but I don't necessarily believe that God is as concerned about whether we say yes or no to a specific decision as he is about bringing him in and who we are and how we walk out that decision. Like, like it's all about the fruit of the spirit. It is all about yielding. And that might be like a little bit controversial because I obviously don't know what you're navigating. If it's like sinful, <laughs> you know, if your yes or your no is going to lead you into sin, then definitely scripture's very clear about that. <laughs> yeah. But if it's just general, like, should I take this job? Should I not? Like, I do believe that God can give us the answer to that. But I also believe that he's also placed inside of us, you know, his spirit, the fruit of the spirit. And we're to walk that out, whatever decision we're making, walk that out with wisdom, with the fruit of the spirit, with the wisdom of scripture and uh, th- like it's not as much about like should i or shouldn't i do, do you know do you know what i mean by I that i absolutely agree with do you that know what I mean yes. by that? like so because that's where people wrestle they're like what's yeah, the will of god yeah, am i yeah. doing god's will is this right you this are wrong? walking in the will of god by being surrendered to him and this is a plan the man makes his plans but the lord directs his steps and sometimes the steps are he tells you and other times it's like make your plans and then trust god like god i'm trusting you to close this door yeah. it's yours but i'm yeah. gonna make my plans yeah. here and move yeah. forward and i feel this is the wisest decision yeah. but if it's not i'm trusting you yeah and that's that's exactly the Lord says, make your plans, but I'll direct you in the big scope things. You'll look back and say, wow, that door closed. It wasn't like God said, don't do this. But all of a sudden you were yeah. like, that door closed yeah. and that door opened and yeah. this shut down. I was so upset, but then it opened up this opportunity. Yeah. You'll see God will direct. And even if you make a mistake, God is the master rerouter. He's the master yeah. of doing that. Yeah. If we're surrendered, I think what we miss is we're so concerned about, am I doing the right thing versus am I just being with you and loving you and have a posture of surrender? Yeah. Okay. Is there peace is in there the process? Peace? Is there exactly. joy? And yeah. counsel around me too. Yes. And counsel. There's wise counsel. There Pick is. a few there people. Yeah. I love that, Laura. A couple of people that know you, that love you, that can pray for you, wrestle, kind of walk things through. If it's a big decision, and then you've just got to make a plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trust the Lord to direct your step. Totally. But I find when I'm at an impasse and I really, I'm really not sure what to do. Like I try every time to very, very consciously lay down whatever it is that I believe that I want. Like, mm-hmm. especially if I feel like I'm not objective in it. Like, cause there's always, there's, I mean, maybe not every time, but most of the time we, we do want to go one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. <laughs> like we have a leaning, like we have our, our own flesh. That's like, I want this. Yeah, like I yeah. want to do this yeah. or I don't, I really don't want to do this. Like I right. do not want to do this. And I think there needs to be a willingness to lay that down before the Lord, surrender that, surrender the will, surrender like my, what, <laughs> whatever predominant influence my own flesh has towards this decision, lay it down before the Lord to say, I release this. Mm. So if, if I'm a hard no, Lord, I release that hard no. If this is something you are asking me to do, like I will lay aside my will, you know, 
or vice versa. I want this more than anything. Like I want this new car. I have wanted this my whole life, but it is not wise for me to do right now. Like I lay this down and I want to know if this is the wise thing to do right now, whatever, whatever, do you know, whatever it is, I think we have to be willing to lay it down. And if we are for jet and like, we have to honestly be willing to open our hands, lay it down and, and then trust the Lord, trust the Lord's leading in that. I think that's an important part of the process because we're never objective in our own decisions. We're never, we usually have a leaning one way or another. And so we just have to go through, that's part of the releasing. That's part of the process of trusting God and building that trust in our decision-making and transition. So yeah, I think that's awesome. I think this has been a really great conversation and we just pray as we're closing up that if you're in transition, May you just feel a peace even in hearing these tips. Have we been talking about it? You're not meant to do it perfectly. You're meant to walk this road with Jesus. And we do it and we learn and we're in training. I love that. We're in training one step at a time to know him, to be closer to him. So go on the journey and find joy in the journey. And I love that. Even as we're closing, I just pictured, you know, oftentimes we're so focused on the destination. But God is in the journey and there's beauty in the waiting. There's beauty in every season to look around and to see him at work. And to be able to cast things off that we're carrying that we shouldn't be carrying, but to allow him to lead us. And so may you today in the journey, see the beauty of God, see the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God, that not only is he very much vested to see you reach that destination of eternal life, but to experience eternal life deposits all along the way. And so may in your transition today, find peace. May in your transition today, find wisdom. And today, may your transition find more of his presence and more of trust in him. So God bless you. 